Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everybody, oh, and buddy. welcome to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along <laughs> once again with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, how's it going, my friend? Going well, buddy. Doing real well. Uh, do you like when I talk over you on that intro? I feel like maybe that's <laughs> probably upsetting for you. Maybe a little frustrating to get words out. It is not upsetting. I'm fine. Right. Yeah, Gonna keep doing it. It just brings it. the energy. Just gonna keep doing it. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I don't, I don't know if SKC even played last weekend. I don't remember even seeing a game, so I really don't know what we're even doing here tonight. I don't know what the we're gonna have to try to make something up. We're gonna have to talk about something. I remember there was a sweet like seven minute game that took place on Children's Mercy Park Field, and then I think there was a scrimmage the next day that took place on the Children's Mercy Park Field. Um, that was a thing. Um, there was at least one victory on that field. And- <laughs> Not sporting. But dude, I tell you what, you're referring to your media game, man. Were you were you were you just soaked? Was your shirt sweating oh my God. for the ten minutes you were in it? It was yes. I got so last minute before I left my house, because I packed a change of clothes and last minute I grabbed a uh, like a little hand towel and I was like, I'm probably gonna need this after the game just to like wipe off my face. <laughs> from my hands. B- oh, for this. Best decision I've ever made in my life. Because <laughs> I looked like I had jumped in a pool after that game. And well, you probably weren't the only one. No, no. It was a ridiculous game. We were playing a classic 2-2-14 formation. Um, Dude, you <laughs> made me so upset. You guys, I was like, get back. What are you doing? <laughs> well, so there was a few of us who were like, okay, we'll play up top. And Jillian Carroll was on my team, and she was like super into it and was like, Dude. okay, what position are you going to play? What position are you going to play? And was right? like signing people positions. Um, she was wearing a full-on knee brace, by the way. I hadn't seen oh, anything yeah. like in a soccer game. She, I, I mean, like little bitty knee braces, but she had like a full-on leg brace. She had like the full-on leg brace. Another dude brought shin guards. Another dude brought keeper gloves. And I was like, oh, this it's it's that serious. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Uh, but then there was another dude, Josh Briscoe from, I think he's on 810 uh, radio. Yeah. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he was like, I'm just going to be out there filming the whole time because I'm just here for the following on social media. I just want the followers. <laughs> so he had his phone out and was just like trying to, to but then he ended up playing keeper for us because nobody else wanted to. So Yeah, how are you going to have your phone out? You're going to break your phone. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to hold it up. And then when someone comes at me, I'm just going to throw it on the ground, try to do something, then pick it back up. Um, well, Josh, we saw you get scored on, my man. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was by a former Kansas City Wizard player. Um, That's true. Dude, who are all these media people that play? Do they go to the games? No, they come out of the woodwork. They didn't even show up to the game on time and they left immediately after halftime who are these people <laughs> where are they from there's a bunch of fox 4 people a bunch of kctv5 uh radio people somebody from mix 93.3 was there like so they don't even cover sporting no. or show up to the press box or nothing. no so okay well i guess you couldn't have two no no other pod people on the field i guess but whatever well and you know what's gonna make you more mad you know what's gonna make you more mad we were we were down a man because Carter Augustine was a late scratch because they suddenly realized he's got to do halftime interviews. How's he about to play in a game at halftime? So he didn't even play. How do you suddenly realize that? Oh, I forgot that Carter <laughs> is an employee. We cannot have him play in this game. What? Yeah. So my my team was down a man. You should have came and got me. I would have on skins or something. You would have known Just who I was. Pull, pulled you out of the stands. We got a man. He's here. Oh, my so. God. Just coming out. Call me Shane Falco, man, coming in like the replacements. <laughs> well, and then after the dark blue team scored, because we have to just be referred to as the dark blue team and the light blue team because the club, Indigo. I think, forgot to buy us jerseys, so they just went to, like, the local I soccer masters that. and bought, bought, like, the cheap Adidas jerseys or You something. basically had a T-shirt. They just put your name and number on it. Yeah. 
So they score, and we're like, okay, well, we got to get this one back. We we start to actually build up out of the back a little bit, which it was already weird because I don't know what was happening back there. Our keeper was handing it off to our defender who was holding it, and I was like, that's not allowed, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> we finally like start building out of the back, if you can say that, and I say that generously. And then freaking Hartzell, who's the referee, decides, oh, I want to get in it, and he like just boots the ball the opposite way from where we're going. I'm like, what are you doing? Like we're trying to play. <laughs> nah, nah. You thought you thought this was serious, but no, no. This it's not serious. It was the Hartzell show for a good while. That's for sure. Yeah. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. It went by so fast. No, it seemed so like it. So fast. The the tempo was. I mean, you could tell you were trying to get forward. You had a couple chests. I saw you chest the ball down to your feet. I had a chest down. I I launched a little the settle. I launched the ball into the box before it made its way over to Sean Goodwin, who scored for our team. So I saw I, you try to make a you try to do a through pass one time, but it got denied. I did. I was just a couple. The idea was there. The idea yeah. was there. It was just a couple inches off. Otherwise, I would have sprung sprung the striker forward, and it would have been a gorgeous little through ball. <laughs> you guys, so. this is how this is how great the FC Dallas game was. Is that the first, uh, <laughs> we're breaking down or, the media game? <laughs> we're breaking down the media game for five minutes. You're welcome. Because I, I'm gonna even come in. I'm gonna tell you, like you know, I did the camp, and I'll, I'll tell you more about it later. But I, oh yeah, training, dude. At training, some of the drills. Um, I'll I'll get into this shit. But I had a header right on target. I was like, oh, open header in this drill, and it just bangs right off the crossbar. But oh no, I felt really good about that. I was like, you know what? I'm just glad it was on frame. Yeah. I, I don't do that shit. I don't do headers. And I took more headers this weekend than I have in my entire life. And I feel like maybe I'm concussed. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I got the, the what's that called? CPT? What are they? CTE. CTE? Yeah. CPT. Yeah. CPT. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go through the uh, Taylor Twelman Concussion Foundation Protocol or, or whatnot. What, what does that mean? You just I, like, rant about silly things all day? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm good. Hey, you're concussion free. You just go. What are we doing? How good is that? He's good. Um, he's fine. <laughs> no, he. I actually enjoy Taylor. Um, he's just a bro's bro. Of, right. So, and he admits it. But um, well, shit, man. Hey, we got no. <laughs> we got no new reviews. All right, no ratings yeah. and reviews. But I get. I, I. I bet we have a few new listeners this week, man. Uh, my buddy Kevin. Was like our market manager for God's sakes. He's oh, like, shout out to Kevin. Yeah, he he goes. He said he uh, he grabbed a couple people at this sporting adult camp and was like, "Do you listen to no other pod?" They're like, "No, what's that?" And he's like, "You got to listen." Hey Dan, I got new people that are gonna listen to you. <laughs> Sweet man, <laughs> thanks. That's awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Very funny. He's Kevin's like, a good dude. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, I've only met him a couple times, but I enjoyed the time that I got to spend with him. So he's a good guy. Um. You hang out with him down, or you guys had that area where, like, you and Kevin, I think Kevin's wife, they, you'd all kind of stand in the same area over in, in the cauldron for a while, right? Yeah, that corner flag, and we we kind of we got old, Jimmy, so we stopped being. Uh, <laughs> you stopped harassing the other players the, and with the kids, you know. Stop. Yeah. I, I can only flip off so many opposing players, you know. <laughs> now, so now you're sitting in the in the in the side part of the cauldron. You're not I even in the. I don't the, sit. I still stand. Okay. Well, but I'm not getting beer spilled on me. That's true. Well, now you can just harass the AR on that side of the field. And I do. I have to <laughs> do. I'm like, listen here, frosted tips. Yeah. So, and you know what? Yeah, they need it tips. sometimes because they're not always so, great. Yo, did you see the lady ref the other night? Lady I, ref? I did not. No. Okay. I'm all for lady refs. All right. I love it. In fact, I'm like, look at them getting out there being lady refs because we don't have enough lady refs in any sport, to be honest. Lady coaches, lady refs. And uh, she blatantly made a wrong call right in front of me, right in front of me. And Gerso, like she called it off on Gerso and he knew damn well that it wasn't. And he just stood there and kind of looked at her like staring death eyes into her. And I think I yelled at her. I was like, I think I said, loosen up your buns so your blood can flow to your brain. Oh no. <laughs> well, I'll tell you well, what. Hey, a little Al- much, Jim said it. <laughs> Alan Kelly made a lot of wrong calls on the oh, night. <laughs> so Big Al, he wasn't good, man. He was not. I thought at one. I mean, I was watching Peter after the game to see what he was going to do, and he just walked up to him, shook his hand, said zero words, and walked away. And I was like, Yo. Peter, that's probably the good call. Good. Because. Occasionally, throughout this whole episode, I'm going to interject with things because, guys, at this camp I was at, we had a Q and A with Brian Bliss, we had a Q and A with Peter Vermees, and God help him, some guy asked uh, 
God damn it, what was his name? I think the guy's name was Justin. Uh, he asked Peter about the referees in the league, and he's oh, like, no. he said, you've mentioned how MLS has grown, the teams have gotten better, coaching's gotten better, players gotten better, stadiums are better. How come referees aren't getting better? And Peter just goes, you trying to get me fired up before the game? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we were all, no. and he went off, dude. He went off. And here, here's something that interests you. He said, there are like four rules, four laws that's like automatic yellow card, all right? And delaying the restart is a yellow card. That's automatic yellow card. Oh, my God. Yep. Everyone mm -hmm. knows this. He's like, in mm -hmm. that Red Bulls game that we played at home, he said, they were delaying the game like crazy. They were kicking the ball further out of bounds. They were standing in front of us so we couldn't kick it. If he gives out the yellow cards like he's supposed to, that fan never gets hit in the face. There you go. He That's said, true. because chances are Kaku's already on a yellow. Once you give a yellow, you change the pace of the game. You change the way that player plays. And those kind of things don't happen. And now you don't have a, a potential lawsuit. Peter said he called the league up. After that happened, he called the league and said that to the league. I don't, Good I just, for him. I imagine they screened his call and he was just on the voicemail. Like, <laughs> here, Garber. All right, you bitch. <laughs> Referees start giving out yellows. Don't don't hang up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> yeah, oh, Howard Webb. I know you're listening. The voice mailbox goes. Mailbox is full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, good for him. I mean, not only yeah. pr protecting your team, but protecting your fans. Like, good for him. That's it makes sense, dude. And he even called out. He was like, you know, in, in England and Germany, the referees are top notch because they say one more word and you're getting a yellow. One more word after that, you're getting a second yellow. Like. They control the game, and it shows in the way they carry themselves. The referees here just don't control the game. And I, like, whispered to Kevin, I'm like, Peter would be getting fined right now if this was after a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is all off the record. But yeah, it was unbelievable. Record, so. I was um, like, I can't wait to tell Jimmy. And then I forgot to tell you that we knew that <laughs> it wasn't starting. And I was like, I just I didn't text you. I forgot about it. Could have broken that news. Did they tell you, like, don't tweet this or anything? No, not at all. He, uh, he was just like, you know, and, and Daniel is, uh, he just hasn't found it yet. I'm going to bring him off the bench tonight and see if that lights a little fire. And yeah. Roger's in the 18. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Could it could have put up that breaking tweet from at Dan Kuzer? Got yeah, got some retweets. Would that have been a little much? What if, what if PV's on his burner account and he's just like, listen here, you fuck. Oh, my God. PV absolutely has burner accounts. Oh, 100%. It's probably like... <laughs> It's probably like Don Garber, 86 or something. <laughs> yeah. He's probably one of those that tweets at us every time we ask for questions. He's like, so when should PV be fired? Just to see what we say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I heard what you said last week. He gets advice. Spot <laughs> is what it is. Who, who should be the starting 11? Who do you think we should trade? Uh, Peter, we know it's you. Okay, come on. Stop now. it, Peeve. <laughs> um, Fun stuff, though, man. Well, I guess we've... Uh, We've well, okay. So one, before we talk about this Dallas game that we're delaying talking about because we don't want to talk about it, uh, another thing that I just do want to say to the point of of, of the referees, because um, it happened again in this Dallas game, they were delaying the restart all the time, and uh, and us in the press box, we were like, why are these not yellows? Like these should absolutely be yellows. So it's kind of funny that you said Peter specifically called that out. But the other thing, and I heard this on a broadcast, and I'm trying to, I'm pretty sure I heard this on a broadcast. I'm trying to remember if it was the last away sporting game or if it was another MLS game that I, I think it was another MLS game I was watching this week. But they were talking about how you watch in uh, in MLS, you know, whenever the ref, whenever there's a hard foul, there's instantly like seven players that swarm the referee before the ref's even able to make a call. Like they yeah. can't, even if they're about to give out a yellow or a red players don't even give the ref time to pull out the card. Cause they're instantly in the ref's face. Um, I think it was Taylor Twelman who was saying like any, or it might've been John champion. I don't remember that doesn't happen as much in Europe because like you have the FA or, or the German football association or whatnot, they will charge clubs with um, basically lack of control of their players. If the players go up and harass the refs like that, and it, be, it, it, it leads to a monetary fine. And, and if not further penalties like transfer bans or suspensions, if they're repeat offenders, U S soccer doesn't do that to MLS teams. You could, I mean, you have 8,000 players run up to the ref and get in their face. And it's not like you got U S soccer calling up the club or MLS calling up the club and being like, we're going to sanction you if you don't get your players under control. So that might be another way to kind of sort of 
calm things down and, and then maybe let the refs take a little bit more control of the game. But I don't know. Just an absolutely interesting the refs idea. Need to just take control of the game. I mean, they they're just that's what it comes down to. They're not taking control, man. And it's a freaking laugh show. You know what I mean? It's just comedy. Yeah, so I get letting letting you know players play, but like when it gets to what it was getting to with, with some of what was happening against FC Dallas or um, what happened in the Seattle Portland game where that game got out of control too. I don't know if you caught any of that, but there was fist fights on the field. Roman Torres was waiting for the goalkeeper, the Portland goalkeeper, by the locker room after the game. Like it got it got wild, but we'll uh, we'll touch on all that a little bit later. But um. Let's talk. Hey, let's talk briefly about this Dallas game, and and you know we'll 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 go over sort of what happened in the game. But I think the more interesting part about this game is sort of what it means for Sporting KC going forward. But um, obviously, we know it ultimately ended in a two-zero loss. But we also knew that Ilya Sanchez was not going to be in the lineup because he was on a yellow card suspension, I believe it was, um, and so we had a midfield where we didn't really know who was going to play. We speculated last week with Benny mm-hmm. being there playing the six. It ended up ends up being a midfield of Felipe, Gideon Zalalem and Gianluca Buzio. Right. And I didn't hate that. I didn't hate it. I saw it. I was like, let's go. Let's go boost. Yeah. I didn't hate it either. I think I actually even tweeted before the game. And I'm think I maybe said on this podcast last week, that was the trio I wanted to see just cause why not? Um, we don't have you got your wish. And oh, <laughs> do you regret it? See, Peter, don't listen to us when we, you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> this is why we told you. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, the the other option was was like put Benny back there at a number six, um, or or something. I, I I don't know. Or maybe heck, let uh you know you could have even had Felipe Quase and Benny in the midfield and put Namath at striker. I don't know, but they went with the young guns. Um, didn't really work out um Buzio actually in the 13th minute I think it was yeah almost had a chance on goal he had a nice little uh give and go play with Gerso um Buzio had the ball on the box had an open look on goal his first touch just was a little too heavy and he slipped probably should have got a a shot on goal off there um but it was in the 37th minute when uh Dominique Baji got the ball after a terrible giveaway from Seth Sinovic. Um, he hits it to Barrios in the box, who just hits it across the face of goal to Baji, and it's just an easy tap in. And, I mean, that that was just an unforgivable mistake by Seth Sinovic, I think. I don't know. You were kind of down there on that field. So what did you see? It was weird. And it was exa- and it's what they said on uh, on TV, too. Um, Matt Lawrence was just like, it was just miscommunication. I, I think Seth... No, Busio kicked the ball. Seth didn't move to get it, correct? No, so Seth Seth tried to vice versa. Yeah, Seth tried to get Busio, and I think I don't know if Seth just mishit it or thought Busio was too far to the left. A little bit of both. A little yeah. bit of both. Busio probably could have got to it, but just kind of wasn't expecting it. And there you go, a nice little double assist there for Seth Sinovic. Yeah, Busio looked like he did a little shoulder check right as Seth was starting to pass the ball. So by the time the ball was coming to Busio, he didn't realize it was there. Because Seth kind of threw his arms up like, oh, no, you missed it. Also a little bit of frustrated frustration with himself. But then, yeah, I mean. That's got to be rough. Because Seth, you know, 30-year-old man, and you pass to a child. And he, he does something like that. And he's like, oh, I fucking hate kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. There's got to be a little bit of frustration there with the age difference. I mean, but Boosie was a professional, too. I mean, let's not let's – not, downplay the whole thing there but i'm just being silly yeah um it was not great um i'm sure there's frustration all around probably frustration around this whole team right now just because like this this is not how anybody expected the season to go well jimmy Um, i kept telling you let's let's stop let's let's slow down and let's have this conversation in august jimmy august is about a week away bro like yeah here and it's like oh god now we need to have that conversation where we're in some serious trouble and we may not be watching playoff soccer for Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, it only got worse in the second half. Um, you know, Graham Zusi didn't really uh, 
get out wide as fast as he probably should have. There's a ball kicked in toward the middle of the box. Um, it, you know, just as a kind of a, a loose ball, no one really clears. Jesus Ferreira hits that ball away, 2-0. Sporting KC really only had one other chance, and at that point it was pretty much too late. Um, it was in the 94th minute, if you will, two minutes in a stoppage time. Um, Christian Namath, and really just about his only good shot on the night, kind of had a right foot attempt from near the top of the box, and Jesse Gonzalez gets a hand to it and pushes it over the bar, and that's that two zero game over. Um, I've never liked Jason. I've never liked Jesse Gonzalez. Just never have. No, I mean any punchable faces. Not more of a slap. I don't think. I, <laughs> I think I just give him one big old open hand slap. Yeah, that seems like it fits for him. Absolutely. Um, I mean, part of the problem here, if you look at the stats, um, Sporting KC, eighteen shots. Two on target. That's so not going to get dude. it done. So bad. No. So, um, I mean, you you talked about it. How you know we on on this podcast we've we've been preaching patience. Um, we've been saying there's a lot of time left. This team is is when healthy a good team. Um, don't worry. Okay. So you as you said we're not quite at August, but we're almost at August. Well, there's, you can't blame injuries anymore, dude. Everyone's pretty much back. Right, Roger came back, Excuse. which was good. Um, here, so here's here's the situation: we have 13 games left in the season. Dear God, we have 25 points. We're sitting in 10th place right now. Okay, we only have a game in hand on one team, FC Dallas, and we know they just took three points on the road from us. We're five points out of the playoff spot. RSL is in seventh place with 30 points. What do you think um, you got to do? You think you got to win half those games, half your remaining games, take three points? Well, here's the problem. Portland is still above us. They're in yeah, ninth they, place. They have like nine games in hand. They're they're below the playoff line, but they're going to make the playoffs. They just beat Seattle in Seattle. They got Brian Fernandez, who's a, a fantastic striker. He scored like 27 goals in his last 20 oh, yeah. league games. Roman Torres was trying to kill him. Roman Torres and him almost, yeah. Um, it, he was going to like bite him. They were like all close and shit, ready to bite yeah, it was it was it was rough, but he's he's phenomenal. So you know Portland's going to get in there. So Portland's going to replace either probably one of the last four teams: Minnesota, San Jose, FC Dallas, or RSL. Okay, Houston's still above us. So we got to have two teams at least that are above the playoff line now fall out because Portland's going to get in, and then we still got to get in, and we got to jump Houston, who's still five points ahead of us. I'm. I'm telling you, man, I'm having a real hard time seeing a path where we make the playoffs at this point. You have a hard time? It's, I, yeah. It's rough, dude. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, you still got to play Portland twice in the same month, by the way. That's so, true. That's, that's big. You also got another, uh, you got a Minnesota game coming up. You knew that, yeah. right? No, you yep. got Minnesota games. We haven't even played them once yet. That's true. Open Cup. And you got another Dallas game. So it's like, we're pretty stacked with Western Conference foes. You got San Jose and Houston, Atcha, another okay. Houston coming uh, to KC, and another RSL. So, like, dude, we got to really capitalize on those points because that's everyone above us. So, okay, so that's a good point. So there is a path here. It's just a very tough path. But, 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 sure, it's a lot of got, home games though. You got RSL at home. You're right. Got to win that game. Must win. San Jose at home. Must win. Houston at home, uh, excuse me, Minnesota at home must win. Houston at home must win. You have to win those four games because they are all four teams ahead of you, and you got to jump at least two of them. You all have six home games left, bro. Yep. Six. And then you got Portland at home. That's a must win. And and the and the Portland on the on the road, that you got to draw that at least. Um. And then yeah. and then you probably got to win at least one of at Minnesota and at FC Dallas. Plus, you still got to go on the road to play Zlatan and the Galaxy in LA. Nothing's nothing's easy. Nothing's guaranteed. And you and you're not telling this team nothing. I mean, they freaking know. They're just as frustrated as us. But goddamn, dude, it just it just sucks. It just hurts, man. We shouldn't be losing like that at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's. I mean. It sucks. Peter said that they should have been up 3-0 in the first half and they gave away a stupid goal and they were not ever dangerous enough in the second half, which is all well and true, but like 
you feel like you kind of keep hearing the same thing over and over. And at what point is it like, okay, well, it's just not happening this year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, and every single time I feel like Peter's just saying the same thing. They ask him about the frustrations and he goes, I just don't know what to say other than if you take chances and don't score, then it's shame on us. And it's true. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what, what to say at this point other than it's going to take a near miracle for Sporting KC to turn it around at this point. But yeah, it's going to be tough, man. And I, I, I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to be cheering and hoping things get better, but I, I just absolutely don't know what needs to happen. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. We knew about a we knew about a player signing coming up. I, I know we're going to hit on this probably at some point, but mm-hmm. told me there was a player being announced on Friday. I was like, oh, okay, it's probably that left back from overseas, right? Nope, who yeah. was? <laughs> it was uh, Cameron Duke, a <laughs> homegrown oh, I player, eighteen-year-old <laughs> midfielder. Yeah, that's his brother. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, cool. He's he's a good prospect. He's he's foregoing an opportunity to play soccer at Duke University to come play with Sporting KC. But this isn't. I mean, he's got an MLS contract through twenty twenty two with an option for twenty twenty three. He's not going to do anything for us this year. This is not a a short term signing. Um, oh, and, speaking of uh, kids getting signed, dude, do you want to? Uh... Peter Vermees said, okay, talking about the pathway to the pros, there's a kid on like the under 13s, and he wouldn't name him. He didn't say his name. So speculate as as you will, you guys. He said, but this kid is amazing. Like I would pay full price ticket just to go watch him. Like I would pay MLS money to watch this kid. Um, And I hope he stays with it, you know, because he's at that age where I don't know, start liking girls and, and maybe he's not even into soccer anymore in a, in a couple of years. So he's like, I hope he sticks with it. Cause he could really, uh, he could really be something. And I thought that was crazy, man. Like just for the future, man, he's just talking about younger kids and sees, sees that talent. I mean, the dude's just scoring bangers at the 13 and under level. It's cool. I mean, man, all he's got to do is stick around for another couple of years. Buzio signed when he was 15. I wish he named him. I, I, I would love to know who that was. You know, it'd be kind of cool to maybe go to an academy game or something to see what he sees. Yeah, he probably doesn't want to put too much pressure on the kid, which is understandable. Like, I get oh, yeah. the logic for it. I get it. Uh, well, yeah, kid's in seventh grade, and he's like, <laughs> go to his uh, go to his school, stalk him. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I mean, man, Lane Kiffin, when he was the freaking coach of USC football, offered a scholarship to a seventh grade quarterback. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> why, why are we doing this? Kiffin. The kid's 5'7 oh and 100 pounds. Like, why? No one likes Come Kiffin. on now. No, they don't. Um, Whenever Alabama ever ran any bad play, I'd be like, fucking Kiffin! <laughs> yeah, it was it was, it was, was really bad when he was at SC. Uh, but um, roll tide. Anyway, we digress. No, no roll tide. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you'll be happy to know the city manager of Olathe is a massive Alabama fan. Oh so, yeah, best friends. Yeah. yeah, he he works roll tight in any possible thing. So we told him today. I so we, I was in a meeting with him, and someone said War Eagle to him, and I think he was about to jump across the table. Ooh, um, that's no good. <laughs> that's what losers say. Anyway, we digress. But we have another Sporting KC game Friday night this week. Friday it's a road night, game. Man. It's an early early kickoff, man. You get to bet on time this time. Yeah, six thirty p.m. Central. Against New York City FC. So the good news is it's not a Western Conference. I mean, well, good. I guess depends on which way you look at it. If you it's, drop this yeah. game, it's it's not going to give three points to a team ahead of you in, you in the West. Need it. But you need those three points. And, and if you and, win, and, you're not making up any points, really. And first pitch is at 630, so get home from work. First pitch. <laughs> get it? Because um, they play in a baseball stadium. I get it, yeah. It took me a second there, but I got it's it. A, it's not a great place to watch a soccer game. And I'll tell you what, I went to one – NYC NYCFC game there, and I had like third row comfy freaking seats, probably where Jack Nicholson sits to watch the Yankees or whatever. And I'm like, this is great. No, you're still way far away from the field. It's crazy. Yeah, because you got like the whole freaking outfield in between or infield yeah. between wherever you are and the actual soccer. Absolutely. I was like behind home plate, and I'm yeah. like, this, this would be great if I'm watching baseball. This right. Would- this would, would be cool if there still wasn't a football field of space between me and the corner flag. It's not um, ideal. And they know it too, dude. All the fans. I, I remember uh, my buddies, the Cooligans, talking. They were saying that they went to uh, the the new stadium opening for Minnesota. 
and NYC fans had signs that said, lucky, must be nice to have your own state. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I think it's so funny that NYC fans, like, so heavily hammer Red Bulls for playing in New Jersey. And I'm like, y'all, one, it's quicker to get to Red Bull Arena from some parts of Manhattan than it is to get to Yankee Stadium. And two, they have a really nice stadium, and they're the only ones that play there. And they know. They just rip on them because they're they're jelly, dude. They're total jelly. Yeah, but NYCFC, they got the chicken bucket. So Red Bulls don't. You haven't heard about chicken but oh man, that's like their signature thing. It's like a the thing a food item they sell. It's just a bucket of chicken. It's just they a chicken that? bucket. Yeah, and it's apparently so amazing that there is a supporters group for NYCFC that just call themselves Chicken Bucket FC because they love the chicken bucket so much. And so it's become a support like an official supporters group of NYCFC. And they have oh my God. signs that just say chicken bucket. Well so you know what I like at Children's Mercy Park, I'm gonna I'm gonna start salted pretzel FC. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Freaking um, delicious. We did have Dollars of goodness. We I, we I, we did have someone ask about what why aren't there more vegan options at Children's Mercy Park? And I and saw that. Tried there to is get, a black bean burger. There is, but we tried to get Jake Reed in there to to, to answer that question and maybe get some more options because yeah. sometimes he's active on Twitter and and will say, "Oh, yeah. thank you." We'll, he's an we'll organ donor. Know. Um, he. Uh, <laughs> He uh, he did not respond to that tweet. So no, he doesn't. He's listening right now, though. What's up, Jay? Yeah, he and Peter they listen together, actually. Jr. Um, and PV, man. <laughs> so, but no, I don't know. What do you, what do you? I mean, do do you have any expectations anymore? What do you think we're getting out of this team in New York on Friday? <laughs> I thought you were like, do you? I thought you were like, do you have any expectations for our concessions? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I was still there. I was in the food zone. It's like late right now and I'm hungry. Uh, For this game, dude, like, I mean, you're going to be fired up. And back in the day, it was awesome because the the sidelines are are smaller. So we had the long throw. Beasler has a pretty strong arm to throw in the ball. And he freaking threw one in one time in New York. And Ike Opara headed it home. Now, in this case, we really don't have anybody that can head it home. So I'm not, yeah. that, you know. Well, maybe Botan, but, but not quite no, the same way I can. Yeah, if he has his knife with him to shank somebody in the, in the <laughs> same way, but right before they uh, jump. Yeah, but it, it it'll be it'll be interesting, man, because NYC they're kind of in the middle of their pack as well, still trying to secure playoff position. You know, they're not they're not out of the woods yet either. So it, it'll be a fun game for sure, and I always like watching NYC play and and. Uh, the fans turn out. They got pretty good fan support, but it's, you know, the stadium would be better. And the stadium makes the games, dude. Oh, another PV interjection about stadiums. PV was asked where the best and worst places to play are in MLS. Good question, right? Mm-hmm. He said, well, to be honest with you, like, the best places to play are the places that are full. So naturally, you have here your LAFC, your Portland, your Seattle. Um, Atlanta. He said Atlanta. Uh, he said now, you know, Minnesota might be entering that conversation. Um, and he said, and then it kind of goes down from there into different tiers. He's like, but the worst by far is New England. He's like, it, it's a football stadium for one. And the 20 fans that show up aren't even paying attention to the game. <laughs> yeah. So why not do it with another team? Chicago. Let's move them to a football stadium as well. Because it worked out so well for New England. I know, dude. They're selling out. They just sold out their women's team, uh, and they can't even sell out the men's team down in Bridgeview. Yeah, yeah. I. uh, It's fantastic. On Twitter, to uh, we're recording this on Monday, so I, someone for I don't know if you saw this, but someone for the fire messed up, and they put up a a web page for their announcement, which I assume is Thursday, so tomorrow for many of you listening this, where. It was like chicagofire.com slash announcement mockup. And it and they deleted it relatively quickly, but Google basically saves a historic version of these web pages. It was their official announcement that the Chicago Fire will play the 2020 MLS season at Soldier Field. And it was like, sit, put down your season ticket deposit. That's how it's going to do it. I found it and I tweeted it out. Bro, I think my favorite <laughs> thing about you is that you're not afraid to find the dirt you're not afraid to find that shit 
and be like, oh, by the way, here's what that person posted and then deleted. And you just put them on black. <laughs> I, I freaking love that, dude, because as much stuff as I say and you you censor me. All right. Sometimes you're like, oh, boy, that, that, <laughs> that's what you do. When I say something, you go, OK, <laughs> just it's true. It's true. <laughs> and then you do this. And I'm like, all right, look at you showing little shades of uh, assholio. I dig it. I just, man, if you're going to be the fire and you're going to be that stupid and you're going to ruin your own announcement, I'm sure as hell going to try to break it. I had, <laughs> had people like Jason Davis retweeting it. Like, this was, you know, Jeff Reuter from The Athletic. Like, this, it was kind of a thing. And I looked on Twitter. I was like, has anyone said this yet? And no one had. So I was like, okay, I guess that's, I'm going to do it. That's fantastic. No, you got to. And I I, I, I commend you, sir. That's very fun. <laughs> um. Let's let's answer a couple of questions here because I know. Well, I for one am shocked that we've gone thirty five minutes and haven't even talked. We haven't even talked Marvel Phase Four. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. I got thoughts. Uh, um, could, could be fun. That's 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 for a, maybe a bi week episode. We'll have to circle back to Marvel Phase Four. <laughs> um, Coach Janner, he's uh, I don't know if Coach Janner's ever sent any uh, anything in before. New um, question, dude. That's awesome. I don't know. It's not so much a question as it is a statement, but I, it's, I love it's, statements. it's valid. He goes, tell me that at least one session this week will include shooting and finishing. And then he highlights the 18 shots and two on target. So, um, Coach Janner, I hope you're right. Because Coach we, Janner, he, oh, he, he like followed me today on Twitter. Very cool. There you go. Um, but, yeah, so agree with him. I'm giving him follow back. You get a follow back, Coach. <laughs> Kerry Robinson said, if we were to get rid of one player at the end of the season, who would it be? We've talked a lot about who we want to get rid of, but if you could only pick one, who are you shipping out? I mean, you saw Fantas enter the 18 again this last game. So I also wonder if they won't try to move Johnny Russell. I know that's a little scary. That's that's a real hot take right there. It's real hot. But I, I think the popular opinion has got to be Fantas, right? Yeah, Fontas, um, with that salary, that you know, that's a good one. Um, man, if you wanted a super hot take, Graham Zusi, like that might be blasphemous in Kansas City, but the amount of money he's making to start at right back and play as poorly as he has been this year, we can't be giving that kind of salary to somebody who's performing that poorly. So that's. Uh, yeah. You know, I love Graham. I don't want to see him go, but like, man, it's it is not working. It's possible. So. Yeah, it's sad, and that's that's the kind of thing that happens, man. Your damn uh, your favorites get cut because they they weren't putting up the numbers, you know. And it's a business; it really is. You can't make any friends in business. Yep, you're right. Um, Kobe Brony, um, or he's he's been a listener before. Made us the shirts. Shout out to Kobe. Saw him at the World Cup watch party. Um, he goes, I know you guys have pointed out that Fontes hadn't been in the 18, but where is Rowe? He scored for Swope Park this last week, I think, didn't he? Pretty sure. Uh, Rowe scored twice, yep. Yeah, so. That's exactly where he's been, Swope Park. And, dude, he didn't even celebrate. He just kind of ran back like, nah, whatever. And there was one was like a banger from like way outside the box, and he's just like, okay. I mean – Thug and swope, I don't care. Yeah, on one hand, you're happy to be scoring, but on the other hand, yeah, you're like, I should be in MLS, like, or I want to be in MLS, and he just yeah. hasn't been performing as well as he needs to. So, You know, but, and, and I'll t- tell you what, this uh, director, I, I really talked a lot to the director of this adult camp. Uh, his name's Brennan Williams, which we might try to have on this pod here, uh, one of these episodes, guys. So that'd be fun to look forward to. But he was saying, you know, when they signed Roe, I immediately thought, well, bye-bye, Espinoza. And I was like, oh, shit. Wow. I mean, good point. And then, you know, Roe just didn't perform, and Espinosa's still here. Yeah. And, man, you, I mean, you could even see – I know we're, we're kind of done talking about Dallas, but, there, I mean, there was an intensity difference when Roger came in the field or came in the game for the last 20 minutes or so. So Yeah, oh, definitely, dude. He's And Roger, Roger does things, and I'm like, if he was on any other team, I'd, I'd hate him. I'd be so mad. Because, dude, just just watch him for a good five, ten minutes. He throws little casual elbows into people's sides. Oh, like, yeah. Like, away from the ball type stuff. And it's like, if that's any other team, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, so I'm like, oh, well, hey, I didn't see anything. <laughs> he, he's the guy who does the dirty work, who breaks up the midfield. But, I mean, he also is like a, a 
pretty fantastic passer as well. He's not just like a bruiser who's in there just beating people yeah. up. But it's also very Zlatan-like to be doing that kind of shit away from the ball, and, and we, we don't like that. Zlatan's really leaving a bad taste in my mouth lately. Well, Zlatan's literally breaking people's faces. He literally broke so, someone's face this week. Yes, he did. He's going to have surgery, and somehow there was no card on the play. Why uh, is that? Because of pro referees and their gloriousness? But I don't know. I mean, Zlatan did have a hell of a game against LAFC and El Trafico. That first goal he scored was otherworldly. But um, uh, he scored all the goals. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, hey, he he talks shit and he backs it up. So credit to him, I guess. But he really does. It's like okay, go. I mean, be cocky because you're cocky and confident. Like you get it. Yeah. And he was asked about Carlos Vela, and he kind of trashed MLS, bro. And he said, okay, mm-hmm. uh, he's you know whatever age he is, he, and he's in MLS. Where was I at when I was his age? Yeah, and of conversation. <laughs> Herc, Herc was like, you were in Europe, and he's like, exactly. I'm yeah. a better player. Um, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, it's we are an inferior league, and we know that. And we own it, but we're trying. I am, guys. Yeah, and Carlos Vela, like, after the game, was still trying to say, like, look at the stats. I'm the better player right now. And, like, you know, like Carlos, okay. just let this one go. Like, after that game. like You're not going to win. I mean, no. he'll come at you with a roundhouse. It's it's all over. And, look, I kind of I love watching LAFC. Like, they're generally very good, even though they, for the life of them, cannot beat the Galaxy. Outside of that, they're one of the better teams to ever play in MLS this year. Um, but, my God, they're fans. Like, they are up there with Atlanta fans. And not even, like, online, because I don't interact with them online. But, like, if you took an Atlanta fan online and turned it into a real person, I feel like that's what <laughs> LAFC fans are. You saw them all wearing camouflage, right? It was the dumbest. They said, because we wanted to invade. What? I was like, what are you doing? So you, so you didn't want to be seen, you mean? You wanted to be sneaky. Right. And then <laughs> and then they start ripping up all the silicone mats that were on the ground in Dignity Health Sports Park because they were like, the Galaxy put this here to muffle the sound so that we wouldn't yeah. be as loud. And I'm like, no, that's not why they're there. They're there because... They're metal bleachers, and when beer falls on metal bleachers, it becomes very slippery. So they took those silicone mats back to where it belongs, Silicone Valley. <laughs> I was like, when I was at a game at Dignity Health sure. Sports Park last year, when it was still the StubHub Center, and the Galaxy played Seattle, I was sitting where they were sitting, and guess what? There were silicone mats there. And why would silicone mats under your feet in an open-air stadium muffle sound that you're yelling away from the mat that's not how physics works they tried to say it muffled sound so they just straight up vandalized the place <laughs> like that's what that is that's freaking vandalism of oh, these bleachers they made these bleachers hurt my ass because i sat too long i'm ripping them up <laughs> it's just unreal oh my god you got, yeah, you got yeah, such yeah. a good team don't don't be this way no. it's <laughs> like it seems like every game they're somehow fighting with other teams fans like they apparently like sought yes. out houston dynamo fans to get in a fight with them when they played the dynamo like it's not good so man, oh man um what well, let's do one more question here um nathan J. can we undo the rubio trade oh yes what are you thinking about that old thanos snap of trades <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the time stone and, and just bring him back it's going to be tough. It's a lot of work, but it can be done. Yeah. So the one thing I will say, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit here. As um, always. As always. If you look uh, look at what happened when, when Rubio was here last year, and, and Matt Doyle actually broke this down quite a bit in his uh, you know 24 observations for MLS teams um, after week 20. He, he wrote extensively about Sporting KC and the striker position. But – he points out, and he's right, that the amount of goals Daniel Shallowy scored last year and Diego Rubio scored last year were not sustainable because they were severely outperforming their expected goals. Daniel Shallowy had 14 non-penalty goals. He only had 9.6 non-penalty expected goals, so he's doing almost um, 50% higher than he should be. And then Diego Rubio had 10 non-penalty goals on just 4.12 non-penalty expected goals. So that's like more than a hundred percent outperforming what he should be. So, you know, that's just devil's advocate. Maybe Diego wouldn't be able to recreate what he did last year. So, hmm. not that Namath is doing it, but just that's had to throw my stats out. I love your stats, so. man. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about this uh, this camp that you did this weekend. Um, 
It was two okay. days. You went you went uh, was. over the itinerary last week. So what, uh, yeah. what what was the highlight for you? Well, highlight. Well, first of all, let me start with the 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 low light. Well, now I'll tell you things I'll change here in a minute. But the highlight was the the training. I thought it was really cool. Now it was hot. It was about a hundred degrees. Uh, they kept us well hydrated, and there was a breeze, so it could have been way worse. Um, was this on the mega pitch at Pinnacle? Sure was. That's yeah. cool. Dude, and authentic MLS balls everywhere. So, you know, if a, if a ball goes away, they don't bother chasing it, so you don't get a breather like you might in a record <laughs> game. You know, if you if you kick the ball out in a game, people go get that same ball. You don't have a ball ready to come back in. So you get a little breather. And me, I love that shit. I love a breather. But it, uh, the ball kept coming. Uh, Josh Wolf was out there, man. That was pretty cool. There you go. Bro, he he was so vocal, way more than I thought he would be. Like, he was he was coaching us, dude. And I, I'm like, oh, I just got praised by Josh Wolf. You know what I mean? That's a U.S. Uh, men's national team coach. Yeah. A sporting legend, men's national team, assistant coach. And he was just the coolest dude. H- handsome as hell, too, by the way. Very, very He's good looking. He's definitely a hunk. But, uh, you know, and, and the first drill we ran, I can't even put it into words because I'll confuse all of you, but we couldn't wrap our brains around it, okay? Now, before we did anything, we, do, we did this activation area inside in the gym. Like, we foam rolled, we rode the bike for like f- uh, five minutes, uh, we did some activation stretches, then we put our cleats on, went outside, and did some more stretches, gradually moving to a sprint, you know, really warming up your muscles and stuff which I thought was amazing because you never do that shit on your own. Mm-hmm. You just kind of jump right in and end up getting hurt. And I never felt more warm my entire life. I was like, I'm so loose and stretched out right now. <laughs> but this first drill was like a passing drill, dude. There was like, I'm not even going to try to fuck with it. We just, we were all messing it up until we finally got it at the end and it was time to move on to something else. But the training was awesome. Afterwards, uh, it was about an hour and a half maybe outside. So pretty, pretty extensive stuff. Burning a lot of calories. Yeah, I did. Yeah, like fourteen hundred, because uh, I wore my watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably get notified when I do that, don't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> Dan Kuzer awesome. completed a workout. Fourteen hundred soccer calories. Good God. Uh, going back inside, man. We got to uh, get in the damn cold pool, which I don't remember how cold it is exactly, but uh, it's definitely colder than my cold showers I take after my games. Oh man. Bro, my toes were going numb. You'd stay in there for 10 minutes. <laughs> to be Now, they didn't make anyone go in, but I was like, fuck it, I'm getting in. Um, I want to do the whole experience. And after all that, we went and ate, ate dinner, uh, well, lunch, and, and had a Q&A with Brian Bliss. Then we went to the Children's Mercy stuff. Man, Jimmy, I put on the boots, the compression boots. Oh, how's that? Bro, you lay in these zero-gravity chairs, so your legs are up in the air. These boots are now squeezing the life out of your legs. Oh, man. I don't know if they can go any tighter. Like, it's going to rip my legs out of my joints. <laughs> but, dude, these boots are like $1,000. Like, you can buy these. It's unreal. I was Jeez. Like, very expensive things on my legs. And you're listening to headphones, and it's like a self-help thing, Jimmy. This this guy's going like, you are a champion. You are. <laughs> you are so relaxed. And there's a things over your eyes with like discumbers. No, bro. Like <laughs> going okay. on uh, on the other side of your eyelids. And I'm like, what is the point of that stimulation? But I, it was almost like hypnotist. I was like, am I going to kill the prime minister of Malaysia now? It's <laughs> going Relax. on. Don't do it. I know. When's my, like, when's my activation, you know? <laughs> but that was, oh, that man. was the coolest man. Cause I was like, I, the next day I woke up and I wasn't sore at all. I was like, I, I guarantee you that had to do with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, That's awesome. you know, we took a damn charter bus to the game that night, got on the field for a little bit, um, and we scrimmaged the next day. That And that was pretty cool, man. Carrie, I made Carrie Zavagnin laugh. That was cool. What'd you do? <laughs> well, my team had to wear the green pennies, you know, the little mm-hmm. jersey things. And I, uh, I go, these one size fits all. Because mine was clearly way <laughs> on my body. And I was like, why am I so jacked, Carrie? And, <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm serious. Do we have bigger ones? <laughs> uh, 
But he was he was my coach uh, of our team, and we lost like thirteen to eleven, but it was close. Damn, that's a high scoring game. Well, we we had to play small field, like we played like half field soccer or whatever. And... I was wondering because how many were at the camp? Well, we played like eight on eight, I think. Okay. Um, it, it was it was. I think they expected more. At least the coaches did. And I, I kept talking a lot. I really was interested in the way this camp got off the ground. So I kept talking a lot to Brendan, the director. And, um, you know, he said he, he kind of chalked it up to, like, marketing. And they really didn't start pressing it early enough. And he said maybe yeah. they'll start pressing it, like, January 1st. You know what I mean? And yeah. keep it in July because they, they think that's a good time to, to do it, which I disagree. It was hot as hell. To give people heat stroke. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. It was, it was good. Uh and yeah, I think they'll keep at the same price point. It was seven hundred dollars, Jimmy, and that's hell. If you got enough time to plan for that, man, you put in some overtime, and it's it's all good, you know. Save savings account. You think you think you'll get into it next year at all, or you think uh, that's just kind of outside of anything you care about? I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, kind of just depends on you know. De- what definitely else. worth it. You know, people ask if it's worth the money, and I say I, I really do think it was because I I got a training kit too, man. In addition to the the jersey and shorts and socks. That's cool. I mean, if you look at it like, okay, well, you're going to spend some money on an authentic jersey anyway. Mm -hmm. So if instead of buying it at the beginning of the season, you just know, okay, I'm going to take that money that I would normally spend on that and put it toward the camp. Get it at the camp, sure. And and then if you wanted some other gear, some training gear, okay, well, that money that I would normally put toward that and put it toward the camp, it, it, it helps absorb some of that cost a little bit um, well they all had tags on them i mean i could tell you what everything's valued at it i mean even a training jersey i think is like 60 like bucks. 50 60 bucks like yeah. 50 and then so that's over 100 right there and then your your regular jersey's 120 and the shorts are like 80 and i mean you're, you're sitting there at 300 already that's crazy yeah. so it's not cheap but if you're already gonna spend that money on that stuff which plenty of people do and you want to yeah. do the camp it's it's not that much more of a reach to make up the rest of it and then so. factor in your ticket for the game later that night you know and that's just you know and food thing. and stuff yeah so yeah they do feed you uh dude the nutritionist talked to us a little bit you'll like but that was cool some more behind the scenes stuff uh they said she's like you know i help them help the players make grocery lists um some players love eating their veggies and some people don't uh she named names someone asked like can you tell us who who doesn't uh can you Go ahead and guess who doesn't. Doesn't like eating veggies? Yeah. Do you want me to give you like a position well, you can guess from there? Buzio's a child, so I'm guessing he probably doesn't like eating <laughs> his vegetables. Nah, man. She named Benny. That doesn't surprise me. I don't yeah, know why. She's like, he's so pissed. And uh, <laughs> got to make him eat his vegetables and, and make him, you know, give him good recipes to cook them in. Uh, and you know who loves <laughs> vegetables? Uh... I am going to go with Graham Zusi. Nah, man, it's Ilya. Oh, that I should have known that too. Of course, oh, of course, man. he would like everything and do everything with a smile. And he's just the nicest man. My only gripe: we were supposed to meet with like a player who wasn't dressing, and we never, we never did meet a player. Uh, so that was interesting. I, I thought we'd meet somebody, but. Uh, we did walk by, like, Ilya was there with some Barcelona Academy guys. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I was like, Recruiting trip? <laughs> I know. Same. Uh, Jalen Lindsay walked out when we got there. Uh, we about ran into Eric Hurtado, and I said, whoa, careful, don't hurt him again. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely said that. And we saw Rodney Wallace in there. Uh, so, yeah. Kind of neat, man. Real cool experience. And just being on that practice field, dude, is everything. I mean, there's no shade. Not an inch, not an ounce of shade nope. out there, man. Nope. Um, you get to see Peter's office, I assume. Like, did they give you a little tour pinnacle or? Uh, did we see Peter's office? I don't think we did. I, I We yeah. saw his, like, the place at Children's Mercy Park. Like, yeah. his, like the war room and everything like that. But God, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I didn't miss it or something. We really didn't get a, a guided tour of Pinnacle, which was fine because I've had one. Right. Um, but we saw everything just by walking around it to different places we had to go. Um, pretty cool, though. Well, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like I said, the recovery is worth it, man. It's it's 
that shit works. And they have a cryo chamber down there. I really wish we could have done that because just for three minutes, you step into the cryo chamber. It's like negative 120 Celsius, you know? It's pretty cold. <laughs> that, that's yeah. like hurt too cold. He said Johnny Russell gets in it and he's like, this all you got? You ever been to Scotland? <laughs> oh my God. Johnny's ridiculous. Yeah, he's just like, crank it up. <laughs> the la- Not this last game, but two games ago, we were in there uh, interviewing Daniel and-, and Johnny and Daniel's lockers are right next to each other and they have a pretty funny yeah. relationship. So Johnny will like mess with them while we're interviewing. And Johnny had just showered. So he walks up and we're and there's like six of us interviewing Daniel. And Johnny just takes his towel off and is staring like directly into Daniel's eyes. And Johnny's just holding himself. That's about as graphic as I'll get. But we're all like Johnny trying to was ask. Naked? Oh yeah, he took his towel off and he. But he was trying to mess with Daniel. So he like, you know, Probably we're messing we're, with you guys. We're all, well, he didn't look at us. He's staring deep into Daniel's eyes, and Daniel's trying to focus and not look over that a naked Johnny Russell who's just holding himself while he's trying to answer questions about why he's not scoring <laughs> goals. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Best best comment. I I can't believe I've waited till now to share it. I totally forgot about it. Peter was talking about Busio and everything and how the kid has great potential and everything. And he said, you know, after the Vancouver game, Johnny Russell was like, I'm gonna get fucking obliterated tonight. And, <laughs> and Busio goes or he said, I can't wait to get fucking obliterated tonight. And Busio goes, I can't wait to get back to the hotel and call my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And he like put his hands up in the air. Uh, <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Uh, but that's how Bu- that's Busio's personality, man. His charisma. Yeah. Out there, he's a child making these guys laugh. I don't know if you see their Instagram videos and stuff, but he's always like twerking in the locker room and shit, just making Roger shake his head. Like, it's very funny. I mean, he's literally half the age of some of these guys. Like, well, and here's literally. My, so. And I, I kind of have an issue that we didn't get to meet a player, you know, because, I mean, we were supposed to. It was in the itinerary. And yet they had Gianluca Busio doing a signing at, at High V or something that day. That is a bit odd, but. Yeah, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do a conflicting uh, signing session? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. However, we did meet Ilya in the, the back dock area of children's mercy park but like not really he was just walking through with the barcelona guys yeah like where the players come in and park like kind of back there yeah that's where we came in and it was yeah. like, i didn't want to rush up to him i was like he's with his friends you know fuck that yeah although if you did he would have probably hugged you given a couple kisses on the cheek and been like it's so and nice to see you he took a selfie with one guy i was like oh boy i'm not i'm not gonna do it yeah but hey you know there'll be more opportunities so yeah for sure for sure well, cool, man. Sounds like you had a good time. Oh, man, I could go on forever. I uh, I think that's why I didn't really even watch much of the sporting game Saturday because I was telling my wife about the damn camp and everything I've done. Yeah. Well, we'll try to get the camp director on in the next little bit and, uh, yeah, talk more about it and, and sort of what you know feedback they maybe got and what they might want to do next year and, and the rest of his role with the club. So that'd be kind of cool. Absolutely, man. But a couple other things I want to get to – Real quick, I know we're hitting about that hour mark. Um, we are recording this on Monday because Tuesday we're going to be watching Bayern Munich and AC Milan play at Children's Mercy Park. So that game's already happened for all of you who are listening. But I want to still ask you anyway, Bayern's your team. Which player are you most looking forward to seeing as we go watch this game? Well, you'll see I'll have my Thomas Muller jersey on when I'm going. So that's okay. it all. Well, there you go. He's on the squad. He's in there. I know, man. So. And I was going to try to wear it to work, but I was like, ah, it does have name and number on the back. When I, while it is a collared jersey, I could almost get away with it being a polo, but it has name and number on the back, so I might get in trouble. Yeah. I'm obviously excited to see somebody like Robert Lewandowski. Like, that's He's a quality player. Like That'll be fun. Sure. Um, but you know who I'm actually kind of excited to see, too? Forgot was on Bayern. Shouldn't have. But Benjamin Pavard. The young Frenchman, uh, the right back who um, had really a breakout uh, tournament in the 2018 FIFA World Cup. That's right. Um, scored a goal for France as he helped help them on to win the World Cup. So he's he's a player who's going to have a huge future, whether at Bayern or, or another giant club. So I think it'll be kind of cool to see him as he's sort of on this like rocket trajectory upward. Hell, so. people were out there uh, welcoming them to the hotel last night or tonight getting autographs and shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was like, why didn't I know about this? Why why was I not out there? <laughs> um, a couple other just sort of MLS uh, 
things to, to touch on. Did you see this Joseph Martinez penalty kick? Let's make yeah, rounds. And that's what he does. I, I saw people posting that, but he did he did one one time like that and actually made it. You remember that, right? Yeah, and it's fine if you make it. But if you're gonna yeah, do that, you better make it. <laughs> um and the stupid thing is, it kinda worked. Like Bill Hamid was on the ground. All you had to do was roll it into the left side of the net. Why are you trying to blast it up top of the net? So I don't know. Ridiculous. For those of you who didn't see it, he does like this like stutter step little thing, then kind of like does a slow run up, and then he does like a a deer leap prance thing where he like jumps real high, and then Bill Hamid dove to the left kind of, and then Joseph just launches it right over the bar. So and the game was zero zero at that point, which made it kind of worse. That's um, too funny. So there's that. Inter Miami is apparently expected to announce some players maybe by the end of the month um we haven't really talked much about inter miami they're not going to start their first season at least in miami proper they're going to be playing up in fort lauderdale which is about 20 miles north of miami what i mean quickly i guess like do you have any thoughts on 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 miami like just in general do you think it'll work do you think it's weird that they're playing in fort lauderdale where multiple soccer teams have already failed i don't know what do you think I think it's very weird. I mean, they're they're they can't be called Miami then. I mean, I I don't know, man. I don't have much to say about it. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously David Beckham's involved there. They've been linked with some pretty big names: Luis Suarez, Lionel Messi, and so uh, Griezmann said that he'd like to come play there one day. But I mean. They're linked with some young South American talent for $10 million, $15 million that they might announce here shortly. But they have the potential to be really good, but it's kind of like you better – you got one chance to make a first impression. And if you're going to have your first few years in Fort Lauderdale, that's not Miami. So it's exactly. – uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, New York Red Bulls have turned down a multi-million dollar offer for defender Aaron Long, reportedly from West Ham United of the English Premier League. Uh, I don't know if you heard anything about this or not, but Long, he's 27. He said it's a dream of his to play in Europe. It's just not up to him. It's part of the two clubs. Do you think Red Bulls should sell him? Do you think they kind of maybe like you've, you know, well, we're going to help you along, or do you, and, and maybe MLS should look to sort of turn over some of this better talent that they have to to maybe entice younger prospects to come work through MLS to get to Europe? Or do you think they should say, nah, we like them. We're going to hold on to them as long as we can. Or or do you have an opinion one way or the other? I really don't have an opinion one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> it'll be funny because I think he's going to be on, uh, you said Aaron Long, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think he's going to be on the Benny Sal podcast this week. Um which probably just came out today along with our episode that you guys are probably listening to first before you go listen to that one, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Benny Salapod, uh, it's a pretty good one. So maybe one day we can do a crossover episode, Benny, because oh, I know you shit. listen too, right? Get on it, BF. <laughs> My BFF? Um, so. BFF, BF. Um, That's too many. I don't know what that acronym is. <laughs> And then obviously we already mentioned Chicago Fire moving to uh, Soldier Field because why not? So why wouldn't you? Hell, I would have went to games if they were there, man. I probably would have went. I really would have. Yeah, it won't look great if they can't sell it out. It'll be kind of like another New England well, revolution situation. Out. Yeah, their That's mock-up like 60, has thousand people. Their mock-up has it sold out. So oh my god. Yeah, that'd be like selling out Arrowhead, which I, I mean Arrowhead's bigger actually, I think. Yeah, Arrowhead's 73,000, something like that. Yeah, Soldier Field looks bigger than it is, really. Yeah, but, I mean, it'll be good for them to be in the city. I just don't think this can be the forever solution. You got to find a way to build a soccer-specific stadium in actual Chicago. You got to find these little guys their forever home. Yes, sir. Like an adoption agency. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to come get them? Come on. They're just looking for love. They're tired of pissing on the floor. And signing old 34-year-old has-been MLS players. Yeah, so. they can't stop humping each other. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's about all I got for this week. So, uh, about it, man. I could have talked forever about the uh, that camp, though. I can't sing its praises enough. And you'll uh, 
it'll be cool to kind of hear about behind the scenes stuff. Um, oh, you know, for sporting legends, they all like down in the field club, they have like a piece, a, a, a article of clothing, like donated from something that that person wore. Yeah. Um, they have Josh Wolf's jersey. Okay. And Brennan was like, this has been sitting at the office for like two weeks and I've really debated becoming a criminal and stealing it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, he was like his favorite player. He was telling me how, he, I think he was in Columbus and he was telling me how he, uh, he was at the urinal one time and Josh Wolf came up next to him. And I was like, oh shit. And you were like, that's Josh Wolf's penis. <laughs> Man, who's the most famous person you've peed next to? Uh, I couldn't tell you, man. That'd be, I don't think I've peed to anybody famous. I really don't. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one. I'm what sure I, I have know, at some point. I've peed next to Wolf, Taylor Twelman. Oh, Jesus. Is, is Taylor <laughs> the guy that spits in the urinal before he pees? I think he was on the phone while he was peeing. Okay. Jimmy, people so. do this. People, do you spit in the urinal before you pee? I do not. Do not do that. Do you do you, do you notice people that do this? I do know so. Yes. What is that about? Why are they doing that? I don't know. Don't do that. What are you <laughs> for in general? Are you chewing tobacco? What do you? I you just got to clear my mouth before I piss. I don't understand. And wait, <laughs> I work. Do it. I'm just like another one. Another one. I feel like motherfucker. Another one. Jay Khaled over here, man. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways, boy. I'm glad you don't, because we would have had would have had issues here. Yes, sir. Well, I do not. So, um, don't spit well, yeah. pee, you fucking listeners. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you give us a rating and review, five stars. We didn't have any new ones this week, so we didn't yes. read those. But uh, if you like what you hear, do it. Absolutely. I have stuff. What? <laughs> Send us free things? What? Um, <laughs> no, but uh, but if you want to. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at Dan Kuzer. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Got another email from Natasha this week. Uh, thank you for emailing us, yes. Natasha. Appreciate the back and forth that we have there. We um, see it. Very fun. Uh, I guess I need to get a bumper sticker made up, bro. <laughs> yeah, people want the, <laughs> the coos rants. I didn't know um, people still use bumper stickers unless it was like Clinton 94 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe we need to, to work on something there. But uh, That's commitment. That's commitment to put a sticker on your bumper. Those shit's that is. I, I do not have any on my car. I do not have the commitment to anything that is on a bumper sticker that much. So, um, but yeah, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yeah. Shoot us an email. No other pod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully it'll be a victory pod. Hopefully sporting KC can get a Fingers win crossed. against New York city in, the in Bronx. New York city. But until then he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Another one. Don't spit. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.